For a lot of people, even if you've been totally convinced of the health benefits of a low-carb lifestyle, just the thought of having to give up all your favorite sweet treats can sometimes be too much to bear. And if that's you too, then today you'll definitely relate to Julie's story. A self-proclaimed sweet snacker with a daily cookie habit, she wasn't sure she'd ever be able to give up her favorite treats. And yet somehow she not only kicked her sugar habit to the curb, she lost 30 pounds in the process. Welcome to the Ditch the Carbs podcast brought to you by Thinlicious. I'm your host, Ruth Sukup, and here we'll talk about everything from the science of weight loss and metabolic flexibility to practical tips for making your health a priority in the midst of a very busy life. It's the perfect blend of insightful education, practical application, and good old-fashioned motivation. So buckle up, friend, because it's about to get real. Hey there, and welcome to the Ditch the Carbs podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ruth Sukup, and I am the founder of Thinlicious and the Thin Adapted System, as well as the New York Times bestselling author of seven books. And today, I am so excited to share Julie's health and weight loss journey. But before we dive into today's very inspiring interview, I just wanted to make one very quick announcement. And it's that if you are new to this podcast and just new in general to the low-carb lifestyle, then I would absolutely love to send you our free starter guide. It's called Flip the Switch, and it's super helpful for understanding just a little bit of the science behind our program, basically how it works and why it works and why you feel like your metabolism has just stopped working and what you can actually do about it. And you can get that. Again, it's absolutely free. You can get it at thinlicious.com slash guide. Once again, that URL is thinlicious.com slash guide. Okay, friends. So with that out of the way, let's dive in because in today's episode, we're really taking another deep dive into just sort of what transforming your life through adopting a low-carb lifestyle actually looks like in person by sitting down to chat with another one of our amazing Thinlicious clients, Julie Flynn. And Julie's story is particularly inspiring to me because even though she did lose 30 pounds, and that's amazing, her journey wasn't really about weight loss. It was more about just being sick and tired of feeling sick and tired all the time. It was about getting rid of inflammation and ultimately about breaking a long-held sugar addiction that she didn't really think she'd ever be able to give up. But as always, it's better to hear Julie's story in her own words. Here's what she had to say when she sat down with Thinlicious Success Coach Lisa Thompson to talk about her journey so far. So Julie, tell us a little bit more about yourself um, and what made you decide you wanted to try Thinlicious and our program. So like I said before, I'm Julie Flynn. I'm 43. I know I don't quite look it. Those are wonderful genes from my mother. Thank you, mom. (laughs) Um, I am an engineer at a manufacturing company, so desk job. And I would say... I didn't struggle with my weight like as a child or whatever, but the last 10 to 15 years have kind of been problematic. So um, like so many other people that I, you know, I've heard on the other customer spotlights or the other uh, accountability calls in TAS, I got Ruth's email about Thinlicious at just the right time. 
Um, I was considering, you know, going back and doing something again, one of the other programs. I was just at that point and I had been following Ruth for years. So same as so many other people, I trust her. So I was like, she's doing this. I've seen her results. So what do I have to lose? So um, I signed up back last June. I didn't start right away though. Um, I was a little nervous. It was a little hesitant. And I was like, okay, I want to get everything kind of, you know, together. So I wanted to order my Keto Mojo and I wanted to make sure I had, you know, some of the tools. And so I didn't start till June 20th. So it was a couple of weeks into the initial 28 day metabolism reset where I started. Um, I think, I think that's something, especially <laughs> in the, that very early phase, because, you know, we launched June 1st and we launched with that challenge, but like, it wasn't like you guys had access to the materials <laughs> beforehand. So a lot of these challenges now, you know, we're coming to you three, four weeks in advance and saying, hey, we've got this challenge coming up. Here's the materials, get the things you need. You know, we're doing these bonus calls. Like Angela was like, here's what you need to do to get the most success out of your um, your metabolism reset. But we didn't have that in the early days. So I think I think especially those people who joined in June were kind of like, um, we haven't been watching in the Facebook group. We have no idea what to expect. We have no idea what we need. Um, so it was a little bit slower to get started with that yeah. initial. And I wanted to watch all the videos and I wanted to make sure that I read through all the material. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think that's that was a pretty common thread that we heard from the people who started with the very, very beginning um, group. So, okay. So you decided, you trusted Ruth. Um, you already knew she had this like amazing superpower mm -hmm. of taking challenging things and making them like, okay, super simple so that you can understand it. You don't have to be a scientist or an engineer, although you are an engineer. So you, you could understand some of these more complicated yeah. things. Um, so you decided to join. What was your initial goal? What were you hoping to achieve when you started? Uh, I wanted to kick my sugar addiction. That was the real big difference for me when I started reading through this. And, you know, Ruth was talking about not so much just losing weight, but managing blood sugar. And I have been a sugar holic always. Um, I got to a point where I was having, you know, candy bar or cookie a day habit. Not good. And so that was the biggest thing for me. I wanted to kick my sugar addiction. And all the other stuff, that would be wonderful. Like feeling better, losing weight, great. But I wanted to just kick that. And I did. Well, and that's, that's, I mean, that's one of those things I don't think, you know, we talk about it here, but it's just not talked about in general society, how sugar is so addictive, more addictive than cocaine, um, more, and, and a lot of times more like it's socially acceptable to be addicted to mm. sugar. And so nobody's like, oh, look at Julie with that addiction problem. I mean, if you were like, oh, I have a cocaine habit, we'd all be doing an intervention, but you're telling us you're eating candy every day and everybody's like, oh, it's oh, fine. Okay, it's fine. Um, so it is a big problem. It's much more socially acceptable and it's harder to kick for a lot of people because, you know, when you have a cocaine habit, most people aren't trying to give you cocaine at your work meetings, when you go to family gatherings. Um, sugar is one of those things that a lot of people equate with love. So they give you an apple pie and they give you your favorite dessert and they give you your favorite candy. And so um, kicking a sugar addiction is super, super hard. And you've managed to do that. So 
you joined hoping to kick a sugar addiction. All of the other things were icing on that frosted sugary cake. Um, did you have any hesitancy going into this? Anything that you were like, oh, I'm a little worried about this. Um, or were you just like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm all in. No hesitancy. It, just the sugar withdrawal. I was afraid of what that was going to be like because I had had some friends who had done keto style diets before and they had done the keto flu. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know about all that stuff. But I, again, I got all the stuff and I started and I have not, you know, I've not gotten off the train. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So did you struggle with keto flu? No, I did not. Okay. I was actually surprised. I tend to be somebody who's fairly well hydrated. Um, so that was kind of one of the big things I have oh, not always, but for a lot of years been fairly serious about my vitamins and supplements. So I was already doing those kinds of things that would support you know, yeah. Getting out and of that, that makes a, that makes a huge, huge difference because a lot of that keto flu has to do with dehydration and lack of minerals and magnesium and potassium and all of that good stuff. So I am very happy to hear that because that, <laughs> that makes That's it a struggle so for some easier. people. Yeah, I it's a struggle it. for a lot of people. Yes. Like I struggled with that for years. Every time I would go back onto a keto program, I'd be like, Oh, here we go again. And that was like, like, I always knew I felt better eating this way and my inflammation would go down. And then when I would jump off the wagon and I always jumped like wholeheartedly into some candy and cookies. Um, the thing that would be hard for me was like, Oh, well, I have to start on like a certain day so that I'm not feeling crappy when I have like big important work meetings or I have to do a big presentation in front of like hundreds of people. Like you don't want to be like, so anyway, I'm not feeling good today. Like you just can't do that. And so, um, if that's, like for some people, it's like, uh, um, and it's funny now that I've been doing this for years. Um, if I do go off track a little bit, I don't deal with keto flu coming back, which is so nice. So, so nice. Okay. So um, tell us what your results have been so far. So you've obviously kicked your sugar addiction, mm -hmm. um, but what have been the other benefits that you've seen? So the first 28 days, I lost eight pounds. So that by itself was very encouraging. Awesome. Yes. Um, so from June 20th till mid-October or so, I lost 30 pounds. Crazy. I awesome. have. Love I have, it. I wrote down my, I took my measurements a couple weeks ago. So hang on a second. So I lost four inches in my chest, five in my waist, three and a half in my hips. And I'm little, I'm five, two. So every bit shows up right? Like, you know, some tall people, I have one of my best friends is very, she's like six foot two, doesn't show up so much. I don't have that advantage. <laughs> so, um, but on top of that, you know, I feel so much better. I have more energy. I don't get that mid afternoon slump. Like I used to always get. Um, and one of the things that like we talk about when you get thin adapted is you get that big surge of energy. I never had the big surge. Um, but I did have that moment where I was like, oh, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. And one, I don't want to go get a snack. And two, I don't want to take a nap. So that's been huge. Um, but yeah, just, it just feels so much better. And now one of the things, if anybody got the savor this, um, I was in it last week. Um, I went off plan after I hit my weight loss. So it started with the Halloween candy. And then it was Thanksgiving. 
and then it was Christmas, and then it was New Year's. And I knew that we'd be doing something in the new year. So I knew that like there would be a challenge and I'd get back on. So I totally went off the rails. I put a bunch of weight back on. Um, I felt terrible. <laughs> I could not believe how bad I felt and thinking about, well, this is how I used to always feel. What, what do you mean this is how I used to always feel? I, I can't even tell anybody how much better everything is doing it this way. And I'm not 100%. I have never been 100%. You know, I, I ebb and flow with however I'm feeling. I am lucky enough to be able to tolerate more carbs than a lot of people. Um, but getting back in and doing the challenge in the new year, I've been, you know, straight at it. And I've been maintaining ever since, you know, the end of January. So it's, 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 you know, you guys talk about it. Like it is life-changing. It sounds like hyperbole. It's not. I know. I say that every time. I'm like, literally, you guys, this is life changing. And I feel like I'm some kind of infomercial. But wait, there's more. It's going to change your life. But every time we have someone on, it's like, literally, this has changed their life. And like, I know for me, it's changed my life. And so when I say this, like, I'm so excited to watch all of you guys go through this and do this because, like, I know, like, when you feel bad all the time, I don't even think we all realize how bad, like you said, like I used to feel this way all the time. Like, how did I not realize that there was like such a better way yeah. out there until you uh, got out of it and then you right. look back at it. Right. And then, and then when you do decide like, Oh, I'm going to eat these foods. Then you're like, I literally lived like this for years. No wonder. Like, I'm so much happier now because I don't feel terrible all the time. I mean, it makes so much difference. And that I don't need a nap at three o'clock um, is huge. And I think, you know, Ruth talks a lot about that surge of energy. And I think some people really experience that. Like, it's like day and night, like they wake up and it's like a switch has flipped and they're like, woohoo, I can do it all. And I think that is for a lot of people, that's what happens. But I think for other people, like it's just this steady energy that keeps them going through the day. So I'm glad that you said that because one of the things that we hear a lot is I've never felt this big surge of energy. And so for some of you, you may not feel this big, like, Whoa, I'm going to go do it all. But you might find yourself at dinner time realizing, oh, I didn't need a cup of coffee this afternoon. I didn't need a snack. I didn't put my head on my desk or want to go crawl under the covers because I'm so tired or I had that after lunch slump that some people have. And so um, being able to do all the things like for most of you, you don't need a like huge surge of energy. You're probably not going to be like, get up one morning and decide you're going to go run a marathon or that you're going to like now have all this energy and you want to like go become some kind of like Olympic athlete. For most of you, you just need to get through the day and be able to play with your kids or play with your grandkids or hang out with your friends or, you know, be with your loved ones and have enough energy to do that and not be like, I can't, I'm just too tired. And so um, like, some of these things that some of us experience in really huge ways, you may not notice in as big of a way, but you will see a difference. Um, we were doing an accountability call a few weeks ago, and I said something to the effect of like, you know, it's so nice to be able to like 
you know, get down on the floor and play with my grandkids and then be able to get back up without like hurting and things like that. And somebody was like, oh my word, I just realized like, that's me. Like I never realized, but I can now do all of those things without like struggling to get up and struggling with like achy joints and achy, you know, my knees don't hurt as much or my hips don't hurt as much. So sometimes the things that you're seeing aren't necessarily like, and it's something that you're gaining, like you're not getting this big energy, but you're not feeling the slump or you're not feeling the inflammation or you're not feeling those achy joints. So um, it is helpful to look at those um, smaller aspects. Becky said she's been waiting for the surge of energy um, and she has a lot of other energy. She has a lot of other wins, but she said with the energy, nope, she still feels the same. So she said, I need to start thinking about the smaller aspects and starting to write them down. Um Christy said, my biggest win since starting TAS in February is just having sustained energy throughout the day. And I love it. So I think those are, I think you saying that, like you didn't get that energy surge, but you're able to do what you need to is super, super helpful. Okay. So start it with this goal of kicking a sugar habit, which you did. Then you managed to lose this weight. You had a little um, jump off the jump off the proven plan, um, which we all have had. Um, and I'm glad that you shared that because you are not the first person and you will definitely not be the last. And so for those people who have decided to deviate a little or just struggled and, you know, holidays got them off track, the fact that you were able to get back on track and go back to maintaining is super, super helpful. So do you have new goals or are you just like, this is my new life. I'm just going to stick with it. Or what's changed? Um, I think at this point, and it kind of works out for the spring energy challenge, um, fitness and being healthier and like more toned is kind of my next step. Um, So for a number of years, I run two 5Ks a year. So I do one in April and one in October. So my April one's in a couple of weeks. So I've been training for that. So I'd like to get a slightly better time on that now because I'm doing a little bit better. Um, Weightlifting, again, I haven't done that in years. So um, especially coming out of anybody who listened to the summit, um, so many of the panelists were talking about lift heavy weights. Don't lift the girly weights. Do you know whatever you can do to help yourself? So that's one of my next steps is to get back into that, which I've done in a past life. <laughs> Love um, it. But yeah, just being able to, like you were saying, being able to get out and do the things. Um, my boyfriend and I love to hike, so doing more technical or harder hikes, you know, especially now that spring is here and we can actually get out and do it. It's hard during the winter, but we did, we would go out in the snow and hike from the snow, which that's a huge thing by itself. Cause we would never have done that a few years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that that sums it up. That's awesome. I love it. Okay. So what advice would you give to someone who is just starting out on this journey? <sighs> just do something because something is better than nothing. Again, I like I was not one who did all the things. Even now, I still don't do all the things. Um, but find something that you can do and work on that. And then when you get that mastered, take on something new. Because it, like you guys talk about all the time, this is a personal journey. Everyone's is going to be different. Your own might be different now than when you might have been doing it six months ago, like I was, right? Like I had months where I was just, I was tracking and lose it the whole time. But maybe I wasn't checking my ketones and my glucose every day or, you know, whatever it was, but just 
find a thing that you can do. It's in your control. Do that thing until you feel really comfortable with it. Move on to doing something else. That is such, such good advice. And it actually... Um, goes along really well with this question that Sheila asked. She said, I was one of the ones who started last year on the first 28 day challenge, but never really got going on it. I didn't get all the things I needed. So here I am and still overweight. What can I do that will help me start and then actually get going? So I love that you said, just start with one thing. Like, don't feel like you have to do it all. Um, I think, I think everybody goes into this with such a different personality, such a different mindset, such a different way that they approach things. And so Um, you know, if you're a foodie, yes, get all the things, make all the recipes, do all of those things. Um, but for a lot of people, um, it's hard to get started and you're already making this huge change to your life. You're switching up the way that you're eating. And so my recommendation, especially if you're struggling and you have had this information and you're just like, I don't know where to start is pick a few recipes and make those things and like find ones that look good to you that don't have weird ingredients, you know, like that. You're just like, I know I'm going to like this, like this, I can do this and make those things. And so, um, like I know for me, I love egg bites. I could eat those all the time. I love our chili. I love like there are certain recipes I could do over and over and over again. And so find a few of those recipes And start with just making those things and eating those things. If you're good with eating some of the same things over and over again, don't feel like you have to complicate it. Um, If, if you're not into cooking, like if you're not great at it or you don't love it or whatever, our recipes are really simple. And so you don't have to pick something complicated, but if you feel like things are just super complicated, like get a rotisserie chicken and some frozen veggies and use that as your starting point and then add some like, ranch dressing or some cheesy sauce to your veggies if you don't like them plain or add some butter or some MCT oil. Like just, you can make it really, really, really simple when you're getting started. Um, Julie, what are your favorite Finlicious recipes? Um, The chili was one for this winter. We hadn't made it until then. And we made it all winter, like pretty (laughs) much every week. Um, This oven baked steak was a big one for us. The um, Parmesan crusted pork chops, which I know everybody loves that. Yes. That crust for all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, and then the big, the snacky one that was pretty much my savior, the chocolate peanut butter bites by far. Yeah. Those are, those are really, really helpful. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, especially, I mean, it is hard when you're starting and it's interesting. I don't know if this is the same way for you, but like, when I first started, I needed all of the extra snacky things, like all of them, um, because I just like I was a snacker. I like sweets. And so now I don't eat those snacky things nearly as much as I used to. Now, I still like to have some on hand because there are days when you're like, oh, my goodness, I need to go eat my feelings because otherwise I'm going to lose my mind. And so if I have a stressful day at work or I have a, like I get off a call at work, and I'm like, oh, my word. I am going to kill somebody like I am going into my kitchen and I'm going to find like a chocolate covered strawberry or I'm going to find a like one of our little chocolate peanut butter bites or whatever. And I'm going to eat one because it's better than the alternative where I say things I shouldn't or whatever. <laughs> so um, 
I think it is helpful to have those on hand, but I feel like now the further you get in your journey, the less, the less you need them. Yeah. You don't yep. rely on them anymore. It's, and it's so crazy. Cause I would have never, ever imagined that because I was like, Oh, I need this. I need this chocolate. I need this. And I'm like, Oh, I rarely, like, I rarely make those chocolate peanut butter bites anymore. Like sometimes I'll be like, Oh, I haven't made those in a while. Maybe I'll make some, but like they last a whole lot longer. I'll throw them in the freezer because I just don't need them. Like more often than not, I may just grab a few Lily's chocolate chips and a couple pecans from my pantry and eat them together and call it a day and, um, and go with that. So I think like having those good recipes on hand and things to start off with is really, really helpful. Um, but just know that you are not going to need as many of them down the road as you find yourself um, needing now. What do you wish you had known when you first started that you now know? Um, that's a great question. Just that it wasn't as hard as I was making it out to be. Um, again, learning all the science stuff, can't unlearn that. So, you know, that's a whole other story. But yeah, it just, I think I was making it out to be like so many of the other diets and like, oh, I'm going to have to do all this stuff. I'm going to have to like, but it wasn't as hard as I made it out to be. And again, just just getting started on anything, like I said before, is better than not doing anything and, you know, taking a little bit of control for ourselves. Yeah. I think even if you just start tracking and just start with using that keto mojo, I think those two things are so helpful in just giving you really good data that you can use to make better decisions. And so even if it's not like, like, obviously, if you just do those two things, you're not going to be like, oh, my goodness, I did those two things. and Look at me now. I've lost all this weight. But it will definitely help you get further along in your journey by doing those two things, because you'll start to see like, OK, this is like knowing what like how many carbs or how many calories or whatever is in your food can be really helpful. And then seeing how those how that amount of carbs affects you the next day is like, oh, that was really interesting how that all um, came together. So I think that is very, very um, helpful. Just knowing it's not going to be as hard as you think it is. I mean, it's hard. All new things are hard. Anytime you start something new, um, it's challenging. I, I know like when my kids are learning something like, and they're like, oh, it's so hard. I hate this. Like, you know, I always give them a we can do hard things speech. Um but I have had to learn some new things this year and not food related. Um, but like, I literally have had to tell myself, like, you can do hard things, like all the same things that we're saying, like, yes, you know what? There's a learning curve and it, mm -hmm. it's not as fun in the beginning when you're learning something new and it's hard and you're trying to figure out how to track things in the app and you're like, you're eating things that you thought were the right thing. And then you find out they have way more carbs than you thought, or you thought you were doing all the right things. Then you get to the end of the day and you realize like you ate 67 carbs and you're like, how did that happen? And why don't I have enough protein? And how do I get more fat? Like that's all challenging. And there's going to be like, you're going to feel like you have a thousand questions and you're going to feel like you're in like third grade again. And you're just like, why don't I get this? And then you're going to like go on a few months and you're going to be like, oh, 
those things that were really hard three months ago are second nature. I don't like, I don't wonder what's in that. I know what I can eat. I don't like, it's not a challenge to track things in the lose it app. I can now answer other people's questions about how do I track things and lose it? Or how do I track things in my fitness pal? Um, I remember in one of our accountability meetings, Shannon said um, like, Oh, I remember in the beginning, I felt like every time I got on an accountability call, I had so many questions to ask. And she said, and now I feel like I can answer everybody else's <laughs> questions because I've been doing this long enough now that it's not it's not hard anymore. And when people ask her like, oh, what are you doing? Or how do you do this? She's like, oh, I don't have to like go look it up. I don't have to go find where it was. Like that becomes second nature. And so... Um, just know like, yes, it's going to be hard. And, and usually all new things and anything you do, that's going to be worth it down the road are going to be hard in the beginning, but it's not going to be usually as hard as you make it out to be. And the rewards are so worth it that it doesn't feel like, Oh, I had to do this thing. And now like, here's what the result is. Like, you're like, Oh, I did this thing and it was kind of hard, but Oh, in, you know, I did this 28 day metabolism reset and I lost eight pounds. Oh, okay. That makes it worth it. And now I'm going into my second month and it's a little easier. Oh, and now I'm going into my third month and it's even easier than my second month. And so it does get easier and it definitely um, is more fun as you go along and you figure things out and it's not, it's just not so stressful. So you've got a desk job. Mm-hmm. How like, and I think for everybody, it's a little different. I mean, we've had people that are retired. We have people who work, you know, in jobs where they're really active. We have people who sit behind a desk all day. What, like, how do you make this work in your day-to-day for you? Like, is there certain things you do that have made this easier for you? Um, so part of it, again, it's like, as I became then adapted, again, I noticed, hey, you know, I don't really need breakfast anymore. So I would, you know, get to work and I'd have some breakfast. And it was usually oatmeal. And that was the thing that you know, I thought I was being really healthy, having my oatmeal in the morning. Um, so now, because of where I'm at, I ended up, I'm, I intermittent fast. So I have a, a 16-8 window. So I only eat between about 12.30 to 8-ish. Um, but I wasn't hungry in the morning anymore. So that was easy. So now lunch is usually 12.30. It's my usual lunchtime. I'm usually just getting hungry around then. So there's no crankiness around all that. Um you know, I try to hydrate throughout the day. That's one of the big things. Um, I get home. We take our one-year-old puppy for a walk. That's about 45 minutes to an hour every day that we can where the weather's good. And then I'm not the cook. I'm a terrible cook. So my boyfriend cooks for us. Um, and when I started introducing him to this idea that, you know, I wanted to do this and he had actually been doing um, some really good work with exercise and he had lost a whole lot of weight before I got on this. Um, so he was a little part of my inspiration as well. But what I told him, I'm like, yeah, we're going to be eating meat and cheese and some vegetables and butter and, you know, all those kinds of things that he was eating anyway. He was like, um, yeah, we're, we're doing that. So, you know, he'll make us a dinner. Sometimes it's steak, sometimes it's chicken, sometimes it's, you know, I'll pull out one of the other recipes. Um, and that's, that's like the routine of my day. It's really simple. Um, I go to bed at like nine. <laughs> <laughs> try to get up at five so I can work out in the morning. And like I said, it's just, it's a simple cycle for me because I don't have to think about it anymore. I just I do the things and it, it just works for us. 
And you live somewhere where it is not warm most of the year. So that's correct. I'm in New Hampshire. Yep. Yep. You're dealing with that crazy, unpredictable weather. I know my sister's in New Hampshire too. And so like, you know, she was like, we had snow on Easter, like, and she's like, what even is this? And so like, you know, I think some people like they see me here in Florida or Ruth where we're like, oh, you know, Ruth's out walking her dog every morning or running with that. And like, you know, I think people are like, well, it's harder for me, but like you're going out a lot of days, you're hiking in the snow, you're walking the dog, even when the weather is mm-hmm. not like warm and sunny because it's not warm and sunny most of the year there. So yep. I totally, totally get that. Yep. And I have a one-year-old um, boxer puppy, so he's all about energy. So we need to go expend some of it. So even when it's not that nice out, he needs a walk. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. So that's a great tip. If you um, are looking to get more exercise, you should get a dog. Um, I actually just told my husband this morning, I feel like everybody would be happier if they had a dog as my dog was laying on. Like I literally have a lap. I have two little puppies, but one of them is a lap puppy that lays on my lap while I work. Um, and I don't like to go out to my office in the morning because when it's dark out, cause we still have like bobcats and bears and weird things that are like in our neighborhood. And I just don't want to walk to my office through my backyard in case I run into one of those. So my first, like from 4am to usually seven, I sit and work on my living room couch and my dog lays across my lap and has his arm, has his head either on my arm or on my computer as I go. So, um, Take it from Julie and me. If you need exercise or a good companion, a dog will help you on this journey. It's really great for you. Helps with the spring energy challenge. Get a puppy. Um, okay, so you're now, how many months? A lot. Nine months into this, eight months into this. Um, you've lost the weight, gained a few pounds back, realized you felt crappy, got back on track. Um And you used one of our challenges to do that. What, like, knowing that that was coming up, you said was, like, helpful to you because you knew, like, okay, you know what? I can be a little bit loosey-goosey and I still got something that's going to get me back on plan. What's been the most helpful thing for you during these challenges? Like, what's what's helped you in that? Um, Having them to start, (laughs) right? So I've been lucky enough to be a part of all of them this whole time. Um, but I think the big thing, again, you mentioned it at the beginning, right? Listening to the other customers is enormous because you're like, oh, well, there are people just like me or they're similar to my situation or, you know, I can relate to that person. That's really helpful. We're real people. That's, you know, it's a big deal. Um, because I was part of the original group and TAS didn't exactly exist when we got done with the 28 day metabolism, metabolism reset, um, I could like I when I got to that point, I was like, yeah, I, I need that. I want I want in. I want immediate. Um, so I was lucky enough to get in for all of that. Um, I didn't join the accountability calls in TAS at the beginning when they started being offered in the fall. I think it was. Um, but I found a point where I was like, hmm, it would be really nice if I could reach out to some more of these people outside of Facebook. And I was like, oh, wait, we have those. I went back and I watched every single replay. So I felt like I was starting to get to know the people. So now I, you know, I join Wednesday night tonight's my call uh, with Angela. That's my, the best time for me. It's the one I can make because of my job. Um, But having that group of people who understands what you're going through can, you know, knows about the program or is learning about the program. And we're all just 
we're all open about it. We're all honest about it. We're all vulnerable about it. And it's, you know, it's a really nice place to be able to just get out there because a lot of people, you know, we talked about before, like your family might not understand. Um, it, it was Easter this weekend. I most definitely had some people show up with some, um, some cake made out of love um, and lots of sugar. And, um, but just, yeah, having the community. So between the cat, the calls and the Facebook group has been uh, outstanding. Yeah. I, I really feel like I've gotten to know a lot of these, these people. I think it, and it makes a huge difference. Like, I mean, I feel like once you see somebody and you're hearing their story and I think like, you know, these, these success stories are really great for everybody to watch and be like, Oh, that like, I now get more of her journey. But for a lot of people, when you're joining these accountability calls week after week after week, you know, it's the same people, you know, for the most part, there are new people coming in and whatever, but you're like, Oh, Oh, I remember when she was struggling with that. And then this is how she overcame that. And so then when you're struggling with something similar, you're like, Oh, I know who to go ask because so-and-so said this, or this person was struggling with that and, and they're dealing with this. So I can go ask them. And so I think like, literally jumping on those accountability calls and feeling like you actually are getting to know everybody so much better um, makes it feel like you are like literally actual like real life friends, which you are like, you just don't know them um, in real life. But I feel like, you know what, if I, if I'm having a bad week and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, like jumping on these calls, even for me is like, Oh, Oh, that's, Oh, that's really smart. Like I've been doing this for a long time, but I still learn something every call, every um, whether it's a new recipe or somebody says something that I'm like, that is brilliant. Like, what a great tip. I wish I had thought about that. Or they talk about what exercise they're doing or some YouTube video or YouTube trainer they're watching. Um, all of those things are so, so useful and helpful. Um, and that real life connection is priceless. And so I think the accountability calls are literal gold. And I think so many people just are missing out on that because they're like, oh, like, I don't like people that much. I mean, we have a lot of introverts who have said like, I don't want to be on the call. I don't want to be on video. I don't like talking to people. Um, but it is really, really helpful. Like, I'm so glad that you shared that because I think that does make a difference in your journey, just having those people you connect with and, and feel like you know them. Yeah. And and the side where, you know, for those of us in TAS, we have access to the replays of the calls, right? So like in other programs, you go to a weekly meeting and you meet people <laughs> and there's some stuff going on and that's great. But for this, you get to go refer back to it for a little while and say, oh, you know, what was that thing we talked about? Let me go rewatch that. And if I didn't get to jot it down or go watch somebody else's, you know, conversation about it. And I'm like you, I have a notebook next to me every time and I'm constantly jotting things down. Somebody recommends a book or somebody, you know, says, oh, I watched this podcast. And you're like, oh, I can learn some more stuff. Okay, let's go. Yeah, it's awesome. I love... Um, <laughs> Michelle said I'm one of the introverts who's shy about the accountability calls, but I do watch the repeats. Michelle, we're really, really friendly. And even if you're an introvert, I guarantee you would love being on there live because it, there is something, even though the replays are great, I think there is something like priceless about actually being on there live and being able to connect live with people, even if you are 
an ultra introvert. I have a daughter who's as introverted as you can possibly be. And she said that the best moments in the week are when we all leave the house and leave her here alone. (laughs) She said, it's like, it's the best. Um, So I totally get introverts because I live with multiple of them, but my daughter is the ultimate introvert and can only handle people for so long. Even our, like just our immediate family. She's just like, I just need peace and quiet and nobody but a puppy and I will feel much better. Um, But join us. Um, we would love to have you and, and don't feel like this isn't like a, you need to do this, but we would love to have you on there. All right, Julie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you are such a great part of our program and your story is so, so relatable and helpful. And the things that you've shared today, I think are things that are going to be not, I think I know are things that are going to be so helpful for everybody else who's watching and trying to figure out how to make this work for them. So thank you for taking part of your busy morning and sharing it with us. Um, and I hope you have a great rest of the day. Do you have something you want to share before Just I one real quick? So TAS is awesome. And I hope to see everybody there. Awesome. I love that. Yes. TAS is literally where it's at. It's got all of the science. It's got all of the good information. You've got Ruth, you've got Dr. Edie, um, you've got Mark sharing fitness information. So, so much good information. Um, And like Julie said, it's not hyperbole to say that it's life changing. Um, It really is. And so, um, you know, if you've done the 28 day metabolism, then I will um, tell you, but wait, there's more TAS is what you need. Um, So definitely join that if you haven't done that already. Um, It literally can change your life and like, and not just like change your life, but it'll change the lives around of the people around you. Because when you start making these healthy changes, um, the people around you are going to see it. They're going to want to do what you're doing. Um, the people you're cooking for um, or the people that are cooking for you, either way, however you look at it, um, they're going to be impacted by it. So it really is life-changing. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of today's episode. I will be back next Monday with another new episode where we're going to take a deep dive into a topic that we get so many questions about and one <laughs> Honestly, I love to geek out about, and that is supplements. More specifically, what supplements are most helpful at aiding in gut health and complementing a low-carb lifestyle? It's definitely going to be jam-packed with actionable info, so get your notepad ready. In the meantime, guys, it would mean so much to me if you are enjoying this content that you would subscribe or follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you like to listen. And not only that... If you know anyone else in your life who would find this content useful, then please, please, please be sure to share it. Send them a text, share it on social, share it by email. However you want to do that, let's get the word out. And then finally, because this podcast is still so brand new, your reviews are a really big deal. So if you want to leave a review, that would be absolutely amazing. Then be sure to take a screenshot and send it to us at hello at thenlicious.com because we are choosing listeners at random every week to win a whole bunch of fabulous prizes. And of course, if you have any questions or you just want to connect or you have any topics you want to see me talk about here on the podcast, shoot me an email at hello at thenlicious.com. And then I'll see you back here very soon for our next episode.